Welcome. You're listening to the Byesville Assembly of God podcast. Each week, you'll hear powerful messages from our lead pastor, Dustin Dyke. Wherever you're listening, we pray this episode is a blessing to you. Here is Pastor Dustin. Like I mentioned before, uh, we, we believe wholeheartedly in missions and supporting missions, and not only that, but being a part of missions right here in Byesville, but also as a part of our church, we get the opportunity to support missionaries from all around the world, and uh, Pastor Bill and Lena Schrader are visiting with us this morning. They're on furlough from Peru, so would you please join with me this morning, Pastor Bill Schrader. Good morning, everybody. It is an incredible joy to be here. Uh, we love this church and uh, have uh, loved you guys for years. You've been with us in mission support for a long time. And uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who participates with the missions program because we are missionaries to Peru. And those who participate when they go to heaven are going to get a llama gem uh, in their crown. And those that do not participate are going to have an empty llama space. And you'll have, for eternity, you will have to explain. No, you won't have to explain that. But it is a joy to get the gem. And those that have it, you know, uh, people will stop you in heaven and they will say, Llama gem, I'm here because of you. I'm serious. I'm dead serious on that one. You know? Those who make the decision to sacrifice and participate in the mission of extending the gospel to every tribe and tongue and nation, there is a reward for that. So I want to encourage those who are not doing it yet to join in so that you can get the reward and feel the power and the anointing. You know, I'm going to sing for you this morning, but I want to tell you a little bit about our ministry first because I have a feeling that once I sing, I, I will get detoured. So let's talk about the ministry quickly, and then, and then we'll, we'll jump into uh, some worship. Um, if you could uh, put up, um, uh, this is like the Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to that man in the booth in the back that I can't see because of the lights. If you could throw the slideshow up, that'd be great. The Wizard of Oz references for everybody who's older than 50. <laughs> you are looking at um, a picture of uh, my family and another one of Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu is the most famous landmark of Peru, and the Peru team that came down in 2017, I know... Uh, Tom and Rhonda are here, so uh, hi guys, it's good to see you. I don't know if anybody else is here who came down on that team, um, but uh, uh, some of the team uh, went up to see Machu Picchu after they worked with us in a town called Catacaus, and Catacaus is uh, uh, where one of our ministry sites is. Hang on, I'm going to bring up a slide so I can see what I'm doing as well. And... Um, So at the top, you see Machu Picchu, the most famous landmark of Peru. It's a great tourist site. Um, and it's really useful to go see it because it teaches uh, individuals who go and see it, it teaches individuals about how incredibly pagan Peruvians are. Now, as I come back to the United States after being gone for many, many years, 
I'm a little bit flabbergasted at how pagan Americans are. Um, and uh, being away and living in a pagan society, it's, it's, it's helpful to see paganism when it rears its ugly head. But uh, in Peru, for those of you that would come down, if anybody wants to come down and bring another team from Byesville down, um, you will see that the people do not know the gospel. And I want to bring out that some of you might be thinking, well, I thought that Peru was a Catholic country. And I want to let you know that Catholicism was brought to Peru by the conquistadors. And whenever anybody comes with a sword and a gun and says, I have come to take your land and to enslave you. And by the way, I'm a Christian. It just doesn't go well. Right? You can burn down the pagan temples and build a Catholic church in their place. But if you are not a real Christian, if what you are is somebody who's come to rob and steal and destroy, eventually people can figure out who your real master is. And unfortunately, that's the history. The Peruvian people were never actually converted. They just changed the names of the pagan gods they worship. And so they went from worshiping and I can't remember her name, it's, the, it's the, the moon, which is the name of the female god. They had, two, they had a male and female god, the sun and the moon, who had relations and thus created uh, the universe. And uh, the moon, ironically, was the more powerful of the two, the female deity, and uh, she was more powerful because you could see the moon day or night, but you can only see the sun during the day. And so they worshiped the moon as the more powerful deity, and they switched from that to worshiping Mary. It's pretty interesting. Sometimes you'll go to homes in, in Lima, where I live, and there'll be a sticker on the door, and it has a picture of Mary standing atop the earth, and it says, this is a Catholic home. And if you say to people, uh, uh, they'll say, or rather Peruvians will ask me, um, are you a Christian? And I'll say, yes, I am a Christian. Are you a Christian? And they'll say, no, I am not. I am not a Christian. I'm a Catholic. It's a very different culture. And then if you ask that individual, what do you believe? They will not tell you anything about Jesus. They don't know anything about him. It's pretty crazy. But they can tell you about how to worship Mother Earth, whom they call Pachamama. And I like to say, I'm here to tell you that Pachamama is Nacho Mama. <laughs> but again, Mother Earth, what's the deity they worship? Well, it's the ancient Ashtoreth from the Old Testament. It's a, it's a deity of uh, fertility. And as a result of that, you end up with incredible uh, sexual um, obsession in the culture. And wherever cultures are dedicated to the worship of a female deity, you have sexual craziness going on. And we have that in Peru. One of the things I want to tell you, one of my disciples, whom I dearly love as though he were my own son, gave his testimony for our college ministry and when he did, it took the paint off of the furniture. 
And I had to tell him later, that was a great testimony, but it was not approved for all audiences. <laughs> the bottom picture up above is of my family, and you guys know some of them. So you can see over on the far uh, end over there is my daughter, Hannah, and my uh, son-in-law, Anthony. And uh, for those who remember, uh, Anthony and Cameron Summers are uh, very, very close friends. Um, and then uh, you have my daughter, Abigail, who was going to be with us today, but she's heading towards finals. She's a junior in high school, and uh, uh, she uh, asked if she could stay back and go to church with my son, Will, who is a freshman at Kent State University. And uh, he attends, and somebody got church up in Kent, and so uh, she's going to church with him today so she can get home earlier and do her homework. Then Lena and I, and the final one is my son, Colton, who many of you know, uh, because he's also uh, a really close friend with Cameron Summers, and so he's been here many, many times, and he loves this church and sends his greetings. And uh, you guys sponsor him because he's a missionary, uh, working out of Springfield, and he will be transitioning out of that this month. He just got a new job working for a, uh, a uh, ministry uh, called LCS, which plants churches in rural communities and does ministry to the poor. So he's um, continuing in, uh, with the uh, family call. Let me, uh, let's go to the next slide. And uh, I want to show you a picture of two sweaters. And they're in the back. And I want you to, in the, when we're done, I want you to go to the back and touch the sweaters. Um, and I want you to do that because everybody who touches them is called to come and work with us. <laughs> Not everybody. But the sweaters are a testimony to prophecy. And when I say prophecy, I like to... I like to throw it under the big umbrella of Yahweh breaking into this modern world. Breaking in to give a, a personal message to someone. And there are people here today who've been Christians for 20 or 30 years. But you haven't heard the voice of the Lord in a long time. And it's starting to get a little dry. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? There are some of us who are on automatic. And frankly, you could use a God jumping out from behind a tree to scare you kind of experience, or God jumping out from behind the tree to bless you experience. And I'm here to tell you, for those who remember the story of the Macedonian man, uh, Paul and his team, Luke was part of it at that point in time, were trying to get into Asia Minor, and the Holy Spirit kept blocking them. And, uh, um, sorry, they were heading towards uh, Asia, straight on Asia, but the Holy Spirit was blocking them. And uh, one night, they couldn't understand why the Holy Spirit was blocking them, but they knew it was the Lord. And then one night, Paul had a dream. It was a man from Macedonia. He could recognize him from his from his dress, and Macedonia is now is what we refer to as Asia Minor, but it's, it's uh, the line between uh, Turkey and Greece. And he said, come to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul woke up from that dream, he shared it with everybody, and they knew that the Holy Spirit was telling them to go not turn right, but to turn left. 
and to go, and they found there an open door to the gospel. In uh, this month, back in 2003, for those of you that were alive in 2003, so literally on uh, December 21st or 22nd, a friend of ours stopped by our house, a very prophetic friend who has spoken many words to us that turned out to be true. She came to our house, and she had uh, two boxes wrapped with Christmas wrapping. They were gifts for Lena and I. And inside the boxes were alpaca sweaters from Peru. And they're in the back, and alpaca is a type of llama. You can look on mine, which is the green one and the black one, which I love the colors. And mine has six llamas on it, and there are six members of our immediate family. That was not a coincidence. And she said that in 1993, 10 years prior, she went to Cusco on a missions trip, and while she was there, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and told her to buy the two sweaters and then to wait, and he would tell her who to give them to and when. And she waited 10 years. I want to let you know, if it's been a while since you've heard the Lord, don't give up hope. Right? Jesus loves perseverance. He loves perseverance. And so after 10 years, the Lord spoke to her and said, give the sweaters to Bill and Lena. And so she did. And she said, there's a message from God in these sweaters. And I said, well, what is it? She said, well, that's for you to find out. Now, I like to stop here. Those who've heard me talk before know this story. I like to say, never trust a prophet who does your homework for you. Because when the going gets tough, if you don't have a word from the Lord, you're not going to stand. When we got to Peru, we encountered incredible difficulties. And I couldn't say to the devil and his army of, of little minions, oh no, because I got a sweater from Kathleen. No, I had to say, oh no, I got a word from Jesus. And when you got a word from Jesus, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So every day, following Kathleen, who was a good prophet, <laughs> she said, well, that's for you to find out, right? So every day, I took my sweater to my bedroom, and I would lay it out on the bed, and I put my forehead on it because I wanted to connect with the sweater. She said, there's a message from God in this sweater. So I would kneel at my bed and put my forehead on the sweater with my hands on each side, and then I would scream, God, what's the message? You don't need a frilly prayer to talk to your father. Are you with me? None of us here would talk to our parents using King James English. When you break through that and you start having a relationship with your dad, then it starts to get really good. What's the message? Every day, over and over again, he would send a profound prophetic encounter, and I don't have the time this morning to tell you the stories. I could tell you if, we, if, you, had, if you had an evening service that went until 8 o'clock, I could fill all the time from now until then telling you the stories of how God broke in, how he jumped out from behind a tree to surprise me with a blessing and a challenge, and it was to follow Jesus, to go from Jerusalem to Judea 
to Samaria and then to the utter ends of the earth. And if South America is not the utter ends of the earth, I don't know how endier you could get Antarctica. But nobody actually lives there. And so we followed him. And what a challenge it was. But what an incredible blessing. Okay. Peru is in South America. It is not Portugal. I once got confused about that when I first got the call. Peru, Portugal. Per okay, Portugal's in Europe. Now, oh, yeah, Peru's in South America. So what are our things that we're famous for? The Andes Mountains, which are the second highest mountain range in the world. Someone once asked my son Colton, who's now in Springfield, Missouri, driving over the Ozarks if he was accustomed to driving through the mountains. And his response was, these are not mountains. These are hills. <laughs> The Andes are mountains, and yes, I am experienced with driving over the mountains. You can see a picture of Machu Picchu up there again. But we also have the jungle, the Amazon rainforest, and we minister there as well. And we also have Lima, which is in the driest desert on the face of the earth. And how do we live there? There's a river, and that's where the water comes from. Otherwise, we would be doomed. We once had a, play, a time when um, the... Uh, there's a picture of Lima. It is on the coast. Remember, it goes, how do you have the ocean and a desert at the same time? The entire west coast of the Americas is that. That's why uh, L.A. doesn't get a lot of rain. And, um, uh, but in Lima, it's even worse. There's just no rain at all. We do get, we get rain like twice a year for about five minutes, and the entire city freaks out like Ohio does when there's a good snow. And uh, these buildings on these hills, these hills are made out of sand and little round pebbles. And we have earthquakes. And so as a result of that, they've decided to build a lot of high rises right on the hills. <laughs> and I never, growing up in Ohio, I never realized when Jesus said, uh, don't build your house on the sand, build your house on the rock. I never realized that there was a choice. I'm serious. And they have chosen to build very beautiful high-rises on the sand. And I've told my kids, when you see those buildings going down the hill, it's time to run. We'll go to the next slide. So what do we do? We have, we have a bunch of ministries. Uh, I'm going to focus on three this morning. One is called Child Hope. It used to be called Latin America Child Care, where for $36 a month you can sponsor an impoverished child to attend a private assembly of God's school. And in the majority of them, we do a feeding program. I'm going to show you a picture of little kids eating, and I hope that you feel good about that because you helped buy that food. We have a clean water program, $25. You can buy a filter that will give a family clean water for 10 years. And uh, of course, we do education and discipleship. And that, for me, is a passion. And so we want to give these children a hope and a future. You know, if we give them an education, they might be able to get a job and have an okay life. But if they go to hell, what does it matter? And if we bring them Jesus, but they have to steal to feed their family, have we done the full work of the gospel? Did Jesus not say, when I was hungry, you fed me? And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink? And I'm sure that if we had the longer version, the extended version, he would have said, and when I needed skills, you enabled me to get a job? Are you with me? I want to tell you that when people have a real need, people want to hear the gospel. When we come and say, I'm literally bringing you what you need, people listen. 
The problem with ministry in the United States is that people don't have needs. And I know that you all know what I'm talking about because you've got to buy a present for your brother-in-law, and he is wealthy enough to buy whatever he wants already. And so you find yourself walking around going, he's got that, he's got that, he's got that. And then you give him a gift card. He's hard to reach. Right? He's hard to reach. But the person in the hospital who's confronting death, much easier to reach. It's amazing how the Lord can wake us up. So on Child Hope, great, we got the second picture. You see that little girl up there eating? Thank you. Thank you. Because your donations every month enable that. They also enable the teacher who's visiting the student on the bottom. This is during COVID when our teachers had to go house to house like itinerant preachers to help the students do their homework. My wife has returned uh, to us and she's going to stand up now and wave to everybody so you can see how attractive she is. <laughs> That's right. 30 years with her. And they've been great. They've been great. I once heard uh, uh, Jim Thacker, Jim and Meg Thapper, Thacker, when they uh, celebrated their 30th anniversary, uh, I was uh, with them, and someone said, oh, happy anniversary, 30 years. Jim said, yeah, man, they've been the greatest 15 years of my life. <laughs> but uh, no, these have been the greatest 30 years of my life. The uh, Lord truly gave me a gift. So we're going to go to the next slide. And I'm glad that Lena's here so we can see it. We did Chi Alpha ministry in the United States and in Ohio before we went to Peru. And we did it for many, many years, over 20 years. And uh, uh, it was such a blessing. And when we got to Peru, I was doing Child Hope and uh, doing other ministries as well. Um, and uh, Lena said, I must disciple young women or I will die. And I said, I've got way too much on my plate uh, to start Chi Alpha here. If you want to do it, you do it. And so she did. And she's done a great job. And I have to tell you, that's the part of all the ministry that I'm going to share with you, that's the part I'm actually the most proud of. I love our ministry with Child Hope because I really have a burden for the children. And the passage where Jesus says, uh, separates the sheep and the goats and says, when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. And I think, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because we do child hope. I can, I can check that one off. You know, I'm serious. And you can, you can too, by the way. Because you're part of it, right? But when we talk about reaching the lost, people who've literally never heard the gospel, the university ministry is where the rubber meets the road. In Peru, you have to pass an English proficiency exam to graduate from the university. And their English programs are lousy. Remember what I said about people who have a need? These students come and they have a need because they need someone to teach them English. And that's where a missionary steps in and says gladly, let's begin by reading a small paragraph out of this book in English, and let's talk about it. Let's begin. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. <laughs> now let's talk about that. 
One guy came to Lena and said, you mean you're going to read out of the Bible with me and then we're going to talk about it and you're going to correct my English and I don't have to believe what you believe? She said, right. I'm in. When people have a need and you come as a friend, preaching the gospel is easy. Peru is white. The harvest is white under harvest. It really is. So you see in this picture a whole bunch of university students jumping up and having fun in our yard. And do you want to know why they're so happy? Let's go to the next picture. It's because I have taught them how to burn hamburgers. <laughs> we cannot seem to get it right. I use this little grill from Sam's Club, and I know some of you have seen it. It costs $99. It's the stainless steel one, and it's about this big. The reason why I do that is we live right by the ocean, and every grill I buy, no matter how much I spend, will completely rust out in one year. So I have opted for the $99 one from Sam's Club, and I come back to the States, buy it, and take it back with me as luggage. It's true. It's absolutely a true story. And every time, all of the luggage people are impressed with that little grill. <laughs> it's amazing how the Lord makes divine appointments. I want to read a verse, and then I'm going to invite Lean up while I grab my guitar. Romans 10, 13 through 15. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard. Let's just stop there. There's a Catholic church right by our house in Lima, the house we used to live in, and it has on the altar a big thing carved above the altar, and it says, to Jesus through Mary. All of your relationship is through Mary. And that's not Christianity. As good as Mary is, and as much as I love her, can't wait to meet her. She is not the mediator between God and man. There's only one name under heaven that will get you into heaven. It's the name at which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? So how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? You sent us to preach the gospel. And we couldn't do it alone. We're like soldiers going to the front lines, but we can't do it without ammunition, without gasoline, and without food. And you provide that. You are part of our team and of the teams of other missionaries that the church supports. Amen? This guy in the picture is a witch doctor. And you might think that that's strange, but in Peru it's not. In Peru it's fairly normal. And he is offering up a sacrifice to who? To Pachamama, to Mother Earth. He needs to hear the gospel. And he's going to. And you know he's going to hear it? He probably has one of his kids in one of our Child Hope schools. I'm going to grab my guitar, and then my wife's going to come up and tell you the story of Daisy.
Well, this story started right around the time where I told Bill that if he didn't let me at some young people that I was going to die. <laughs> we started working with the youth in our home church, and um, we formed a young adults group, and that was kind of our first, because honestly, when you're crossing cultures, you really don't know what you're walking into, okay? So what, everything that we assume about American young people, some of that is not going to be true for Peruvian young people. And this young girl came to the group. She was a skater. She had the hood. She had the dark clothes, you know. And I just liked her right away. <laughs> and it was pretty clear that she didn't really know the Lord. But we were just so happy to have her. She was visiting our church and our youth group. And, um, and she just stuck in my mind, you know. Some people, you just like them right off. And um, I remembered her name. And um, she came a couple times, wasn't super consistent. And then I don't know how long it was. Maybe it was a month later. And I love to walk on the malecon, on the, the, the parks alongside the, um, the ocean. And um, one day I was on my walk, a walk that I do all the time. And um, I saw Daisy sitting there. And I said, Daisy, how are you? And I sat down and we started talking. And um, on that day, I prayed with Daisy to receive Christ. And um, she started going to church after that. And um, it was a long journey. This is, uh, happened over several years. But she became a vibrant believer. And she is serving in that church today. What I didn't know about that day, um, Daisy told me years, maybe two years later, she said, she was always so thankful. Pastor, I'm so thankful for you. God used you in such a great way in my life. And she had never told me the story. Well, that morning when, we, when I saw her on the Malecon, she had been talking to God and she was very depressed. She was in a bad, bad relationship with her parents. They weren't getting along. And she was on her way to work and she was without hope that day. And she loved to go to the ocean, but um, she didn't have, she lived in a different part of the city and it's hard to get to. But she would go past it in a bus every day on her way to work. And that day she was with completely without hope. And she was considering killing herself. And she said, you know what? I'm getting off the bus and I'm going to go sit and look at the ocean the way I like to. And so she went to the ocean and she started pouring her heart out and just, you know, trying to make sense of her life, trying to make a decision about what she was going to do. And um, that's when I walked by and talk to her about giving her life to Jesus. And um, every day, every time now when I walk past that spot, I just want to touch one of those benches where she was sitting and say, thank you, God, send me more. Amen? Amen. The Lord that's going to send an alpaca sweater to call someone to go to Peru is also going to send a divine appointment because he's chosen before the beginning of time for each one of us to know him and he will create an opportunity and a need where that, that opens the door for that person. I want to end with some music. And for those of, those, those of you who are following everything I've said up till now, it's going to ask the question, who is Jesus? And who is it asking the question of? Mary. <laughs> who does not want to be worshipped. She wants everyone to hear the gospel of her son. Amen? Hallelujah. We okay, Pastor, with the time? We'll end with this. Now, if you've felt moved of the Holy Spirit while I've been speaking, 
I want you to just give in and pray and let go. If you want to cry, cry. <laughs> if you need to repent, come down to the altar and repent. Somebody will say, how did, how did you really get touched by the Lord? And you'll say, well, a guy was singing a Christmas carol and I just felt really convicted about my sin, so I ran down to the altar and cried out loud. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch a keeping. This, this is Christ the King whom Angels, God, and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. Why lies he here in mean estate where rocks and ass are feeding? The Christian fearful sinners hear The silent word is pleading This, this is Christ the King Whom shepherds, God, and angels sing Haste, haste to bring him loud the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, come peasant king to own him, the king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Praise, raise a song of joy. The virgin sings a lullaby. Joy, joy, for Christ is born. The babe, the son of Mary. Why don't we stand together? Sing this. This, this is Christ the King. Whom shepherds, God, and angels sing. Chase, chase to bring him loud, the babe, the son of Mary. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Bill and Lena. Really appreciate your ministry this morning um, and appreciate the mission that uh, God has put on both of your hearts that you're continuing to follow. I think that's an inspiration to all of us who feel a call on our life uh, to uh, do what God has specifically called each and every one of us to do. Let's pray. Jesus, pray as we give this offering this morning, again, that you would bless it, Lord Jesus. And that you would bless Pastor Bill and Lena and the ministry that you've called them to in Peru. Dear Jesus, we pray that you would powerfully move in and through them as they do your ministry. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the Byesville Assembly of God podcast. To connect with us, visit our website at byesvillehe.org or connect with our Byesville Assembly of God Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at byesvilleag. If this podcast was a blessing, please leave us a review, follow us, and share this podcast with others. Have a blessed week.